0: Easter, everybody, and welcome to another very special Easter edition of Ignite Radio Live
1: over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio.
0: We're delighted to have you here with us, um, Greg and Stephanie Schlieder, and uh, tonight in a special way with our whole family. Hopefully, we're focusing on June 4th. Now, what's June 4th? June 4th is the great feast of Pentecost. It's an overflow. God wants it to flood our lives. So maybe a good test for us right now to our listening audience is, is it overflowing? Maybe that's an area that we Catholics struggle with. We have that personal relationship, which is great. We maybe go to mass, we maybe pray, but is it like a kind of thing that is so welling up in us that we see our spouses, we see our children, we see our friends, we see our family, and we can't help. But have God's heart for them. That's the heart of it. So tonight, in a special way, we are going to have um, share some special stories and songs, personal stories of transformation.
1: And We know from Scripture that it says, you know, the enemy was defeated by the blood of the Lamb, mm. the beautiful gift of the Mass, mm-hmm. the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior. Um, and, in the big and, mm. underline that. The word of their testimony. It doesn't have to be this huge story. The huge story is the cross and the resurrection that we have been invited to participate into and to acknowledge the fact that, you know, in our own lives, the, the simple, ordinary testimony of those moments of grace can really affect And make a huge difference, not only in our lives, but when we have the courage and cooperate with the grace to share those with others. And just one more thought. I think we so much tune out those moments of grace and those moments of transforming power Mm -hmm. and those moments where the Lord is really trying to speak to us. And I I hope tonight, again, just is an occasion for us to fine tune um, that listening, that focusing, that um, training, if you will, of the heart to open ourselves up to be more aware of the way that the Lord uses the ordinary things in our life to give great testimony to His power and His grace. So I want to begin tonight, listeners, sharing a story that really much inspired me, a testimony um, of somebody else, a a very beautiful family that we met a couple years ago. Um, They had come to one of our parish ignition, a three-night parish mission in the area, and You know, a a family who was very involved in church activity and, you know, very faithful Catholics and just beautiful. We were told later on that prior to them coming to this mission, that the marriage was definitely, you know, up against the ropes, that there was very close to a separation. And they decided, by God's grace, just to give this a shot. So they were very much touched by the words of the evening and, more importantly, the the power of the Eucharist. We always do an, an adoration, a mini ignite at these, and they were selected then to be part of a core mission team, where we met every other week and just really shared, you know, the scripture and challenges and victories and really tried to grow as a community to enter into the Lord and into each other's lives and just to bear witness in that way. Praise God the Lord used that not only to draw them more deeply into relationship with Him and each other, but they were inspired to bring it to their home and really build up their family and really grow in that way together, and even further reaching out to other couples. And starting their own lit gathering and and growing together in that way. And now just totally on fire. I know, again, there's nothing perfect, but on that path where the Lord has drawn them back with each other, with their kids, and in their community, just shining brightly.
2: Mm.
1: We received a very beautiful note from them on Easter Sunday that I want to share with you, our listeners, just to show that power, that transforming power of the resurrection. She says this, I am so happy I know Jesus died for me because he loves me so. I am so happy I have the opportunity to see myself through Jesus' eyes, to understand my incomparable value, and to know Jesus chose to enter my house and say the word, I am healed. Now I live each day to serve my Lord so that everyone I meet will know Jesus loves them immeasurably and their value is incomparable because of God's love for you. You were made to glorify our precious Lord by being who he made you to be. Incomparable.
0: Beautiful. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely.
1: Just again, those little things become great big things because the Lord just needs a tiny crack mm-hmm. to enter a broken, um, open heart that he can come into and heal and transform. So I just want to thank that beautiful family mm-hmm. for their witness to
0: us and to so many. So in this Lit group, it's really what we're all about, you know, that this grace flow from the sacraments into our homes. And so go to MassImpact.us. Get connected with a Lit group, a livid group. Um, have a context of that prayerful grace overflowing in your life. In a special way, we do want to invite you. To keep your eyes fixed on Pentecost, June 4th, sign up right now, massimpact.us forward slash fire, massimpact.us forward slash fire, and experience just an outpouring of God's grace, especially in this 50th anniversary of that powerful event that took place at Duquesne in 1967. So what worship song do you want to share with us?
1: And the worship song I want to share with you is called Resurrecting.
3: The head that once was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory now. The Savior knelt to wash our feet. Now at His feet we bow. The one who Majesty. The radiance of perfect love now shines for all to see. you resurrected King is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory. Not easy.
4: story I'd like to share um, occurred to a friend um, named Ryan. He's a really good, solid kid. Um, I've known him for a little while now and always very inspired by him, just how real he is. And at a recent Ablaze, it was just amazing seeing him go from kind of the typical, not typical, just like the, the regular Catholic who's striving in their faith, obviously struggling, Um, but still striving. And then after the Ablaze event um, and just watching how much the Spirit has affected every aspect of his life. So um, shout out to Ryan. Thank you, bud, for all that you do for me and know my prayers. A worship song I'd like to share is called My Heart Is Yours. I typically try to listen to it every morning as a sort of act of consecration. I give you my
2: life I give you my trust Jesus For you are my God And you are enough
5: has impacted my life. A couple months ago, me, my mom, and my older sister um, did a novena called 33 Days to Merciful Love by Father Michael Gately. And um, it was based on St. Therese um, and her little way and other things that she did in her life. But one of them was to keep your weakness before you. And that just really struck me. And so I kind of talked about how to do that and just to keep yourself vulnerable and open to God's love because God is most attracted to the weakness in you for He can work the best Beautiful. in you when you're weak. Just to know that I can't do it alone and that I am weak and I need a Savior. What Jesus said, which struck out to me, was my power is made perfect in weakness. So, yeah. And the worship song I want to share is called Forever by Carrie Job.
2: The moon and stars, they wed. The morning sun was dead. The Savior of the world. blood poured out
6: Joseph. I am 17 years old, the favorite beloved prodigal child. And so often we talk about stories of these big conversion moments in our lives or the lives of people around us, but a lot of us don't have a big moment of a conversion where we did a whole 180 and turned to God. But all of us do have moments of transformation. Robert is just an awesome kid. He's always been a kid who comes from a great solid family. And faith has been an intentional thing, and they've grown up in it, and he's grown up and gone to different faith events and such. And he talks about meeting us, and um, he was definitely a little creeped out by me. I scare a lot of people. Eventually, through social socialization, we kind of became more clo- closer and became better friends. He joined the lit group that I started. and What's a lit group? A lit group is a group of—well, uh, it can be any group. Ours is a group of teens— <laughs> Um, all united, kind of around um, a sense of community in Christ, and just growing closer to Him in that way. Getting to really know each other and what's going on in each other's lives, and growing closer to God in that. And so he came to the lit group I started, and I've just seen so much transformation in him as a result of it. I've seen him grow as a leader. I've seen him take that step, that next step. So often we can just be caught up in um, faith being just so surface and um, shallow level. But I've seen him just take that step out in the waters and realize that faith is more than just a checklist sort of thing. Faith is more than more than just the motions. It's supposed to be a dynamic, life-changing encounter with Christ that fuels our everyday lives. And I've seen him really grow in that I've seen him become more intentional as a disciple of Christ and wanting to grow deeper and and dive into the faith and dive into Jesus. And that's just been so awesome to see. These transforming moments that aren't a big thing, it's just the step-by-step steps that we take daily. And how can I not just make it about me, but overflow into others around me? How can I take... Because any experience we have with Christ is going to change us. And if it changes us, then it should change the people around us. My worship song is called Starlight.
2: You're like Starlight. And the smiles can't conceal you And every glimmer is a spark Catching fire as you break through Oh, you're not far
7: Happy Easter everybody. My name is Grace. I am 13. So when my sister Catherine and I went to Catholic Youth Summer Camp last year, one of the girls in our small group was I think definitely there for like the activities, not really like the adoration and like all the awesome Jesus stuff. So our last night there when everyone in your small group would like pray over you, you'd step in the middle. Um, so she stepped into the middle, and we started praying over her, and almost right away, she's just bawling. Mm, beautiful. So we find out afterwards that, like, she felt this warmth just spreading through her body, and she heard a voice just saying, I love you, I love you, you're my daughter. Beautiful. And afterwards, she was, it was so cool to see her during adoration, she was just like praising Jesus, and... She was just so on fire after that. My message to all of you out there is just take the risk. You'll be nervous, you'll be hesitant, but you are with most things that you should do. So take the risk.
0: I want to put you on the spot here, Grace, and just mention something that's pretty cool that's unveiled in really the last week. Our family, for everybody's benefit, we've been really reflecting upon culture around us. And I'll just use the phrase, we have a pornographic culture. That doesn't necessarily mean that we're into pornography necessarily, although we know the vast majority of even Christian believers struggle with this, men in particular, but increasing numbers of women. But when I say pornographic culture, I mean in our fashions and the styles that we wear, we're oblivious to God's design for man and woman. And how um, the way we dress and even the way we act and speak, you know, affects our wiring, affects that design that God has for us for intimacy with him, but in a specific way between a husband and a wife and clothing styles do have something to do with that. So Grace um, had sent out a note. It was really cute uh, this past week to friends and family. Most of them were her peers and she invited them to what? Tell us what your your challenge was. So
7: my challenge was the 10-day dress challenge, where from May 3rd to May 13th, you only wear dresses and skirts, because every single time Mary has appeared to anyone, she's always modest, and she's always wearing a dress. So we should really, I think, try to imitate that. So 10 days, wear a dress.
0: Really awesome. Ends on
7: the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. Which is
0: cool because it's the 100th anniversary of Fatima. So what a beautiful gesture, listening audience, if it's your children or grandchildren. My
7: song that I want to share with all of you is What Do I Know of Holy by Addison Road. I made you
8: promises a thousand times. I've tried to hear from heaven. But I talked the whole time I think I made you Too small I've never feared you At all No If you touched my face Would I know you Looked into my eyes Could I behold you What do I Me into motion. Where have I even stood? But the soil along your ocean. Are you fire? Are you fury? Are you sacred? Are you beautiful? So, what do I know? What do I know of holy? That I had figured you out I knew all the stories, and I learned to talk about how you were mighty to save. But those were only empty words on a page and then I caught up. That is hint of you brought me down to my knees. So what do I know of you who spoke me in emotion? Where have I even stood? But the shore of all your ocean. Are you fire? Are you fury? Are you sacred? Are you beautiful? So what do I know? soar along your ocean. Are you fire? Are you fury? Are you sacred? Are you beautiful? Lord, what do I know? What do I know of holy?
7: Happy Easter, everybody. I'm Dominic, and I'm 11 years old. And I love sports. I love playing sports. I love shooting a basketball, throwing a football, playing catch in the backyard. But the most moving thing to me is when, after a championship game or the Super Bowl, when those athletes give glory to God. Whatever you're doing, give glory to God in it. And here is one of my favorite worship songs from Matt Maher.
9: the lie of inward shame. We fix our eyes upon the cross and run to him who showed great love and blood for us. Freely you bled for first crash Is risen from the dead We are one with him again Come awake, come awake Come and rise up from the grave Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh
0: This story takes place probably around 25 years ago. I had been working at the Franciscan University of Steubenville, blessed to be traveling around the country evangelizing, and I was actually leading a movement called Light and Life Foundation, preceding Marcus I So very blessed at that time. I was living with Ted Sree and Tim Gray and Scott Hahn, living across the street, and blessed in the Bible studies and all the grace that was flowing at that campus. Curtis Martin was there at that time. Anyways, Father Benedict Grischel had invited me to spend a dedicated year of discerning more intelligently. The priesthood, so I was blessed to actually live with Father Benedict Griselle and have him as a spiritual director. So we're in the Bronx, right? And uh, Joe Campo says, "Hey, Greg, I've got this event coming up. It's called a Youth 2000. I could really use some adult, you know, help." Now the back story is that there's two rival gang members in the city. One is named Jimmy. One is named Rocco. And these would be like younger gangs, like teen gangs, but they're following in the footsteps of the more uh, fierce gangs, if you will, older brothers and sisters, where there's really a lot of violence taking place so each of these gang members Rocco and Jimmy you know it's a summer they decide that they're wanting to come to this event called Youth 2000 separately they didn't know the other gang was doing it or whatever and uh, let's face it not a lot to do in the summer in the Bronx and there's this interesting thing going on at this gym at this school in the inner city and let's just go check it out I get to this event and it's the first time I encountered this structure called a burning bush. This pyramidical structure with these candles around and the Eucharist uh, on top and uh, walk into the gym and uh, see, you know, hundreds of kids, you know, around uh, this burning bush. At the same time, I know that the adults present were keeping these two gangs separate. They didn't realize that they would be coming separately independently. Father Stan Fortuna had shared the gospel about the woman touching. Jesus' cloak. And the simple, you know, message was all who touch Jesus' cloak in faith, all who approach Jesus in faith will experience his power. Father Stan is processing with the monstrance. He's going in and out, in and around these young people who are kneeling or sitting or music is playing. Now Rocco's this big bodybuilding guy, right? And Jimmy's kind of a skinny guy, both gang leaders. And I see uh, Father processed by Jimmy. And he reaches out his hand, almost as if to say, I dare you. From my distant vantage, it looks like he's kind of laughing. And the gang members are kind of, I can see, kind of snickering too. Well, come to find out it's not laughter. He had like, you know, as I often speak of this Niagara Falls of Grace built up inside of him, right? The pain, the suffering, the background, the backstory, mom, you know, dying of AIDS, you know, a dad who's already dead, multiple siblings from different dads. Something took away the barriers from this Niagara Falls of Grace and suddenly there he is unable to contain this this surge of sorrow that just overwhelmed him in a joy kind of maybe joy filled sorrow and then I see on the other side of the room because most people are kneeling or sitting somebody gets up and it's this huge shadow this huge statue of Rocco Rocco makes his way across the floor slowly and he goes over to Jimmy who's down just crying weeping sobbing reaches down And he lifts him in the air, literally almost off the ground, and wraps those bare arms around him and hugs him and buries his head into him. And just he's sobbing now. Rocco is just sobbing. He can't contain his sorrow. And he just cries out, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, an ever-increasing volume of just expressing sorrow, only to find out later on that somebody in Rocco's family gang had killed somebody In Jimmy's family, we saw a tremendous reconciliation of two major gangs and gang members take place right before the Eucharist, something that none of these kids had hardly ever experienced before. That's what we're all about at MassImpact.us. And if you want to experience that power, Join us in keeping your eyes fixed on June 4th, Pentecost, coming up. It's the 50th anniversary of the renewal. If you want to experience that in ever deeper ways, if you want to be with us in desiring this ever deeper conversion, join us. Go right now to massimpact.us forward slash fire. And a little bit of a secret. uh, Use the code. F-I-R-E, FIRE, 50% off this week only. So we invite you to join us for that great event. Again, Pentecost, June 4th, massimpact.us forward slash FIRE.
3: Are you hurting and broken thin? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling you say e
0: You are tuned in to Ignite Radio Live, a very special edition of sharing inspiring stories and songs. This wonderful Easter season, we pray that God's grace be poured out in your life personally overflowing to your spouse, overflowing to your family and the world around us. Just we pray for that and we're laboring for it and we desire it. And we invite you to join us to experience a new outpouring, a deeper outpouring with this purpose, with the mission in mind of claiming this area more fully for Christ. June 4th, Pentecost. Find out more at massimpact.us forward slash fire it's our praying with fire conference and the special code use the code fire f-i-r-e for a 50 percent discount it ends this week have a most blessed easter and we look forward to hopefully seeing you on pentecost god bless you
2: sing hallelujah christ is risen